With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast, the first of 2022, and of course... Joining me for this reaction to some of your crazy predictions in 2021 is, of course, still the WTF1 founder, Tom Bellingham. It's still in my contract. And Katie, the, well, I mean, newly acclaimed WTF1 author. Uh, you've won several awards. Uh, people really enjoying the WTF1 annual. So uh, that was that was good. And uh, what book are you going to be writing next, Katie? I am going to be writing about how Tom Bellingham founded WTF1. Ooh, the life and times. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm writing his autobiography or biography. Amazing. I look forward to reading that immensely. And if I don't feature in every page, Tommy, I'm going to be disgusted. Uh, so, yes, as I say, we're going to be talking about the F1, uh, some of your predictions as well as our own and reflecting on what we thought would happen in 2021. We're going to do probably more extensive predictions for, for 22, because I think it's funny to look back on um, and uh, and whatnot. But there are quite a few predictions, uh, some good, some terrible, uh, that will reflect. So uh, why don't you kick us off, Katie, with uh, with your, not three-word race review, your prediction for 2021? Yeah, so my prediction for 2021 was that Esteban Ocon would beat Fernando Alonso. And although it didn't happen, like straight up, I was wrong. I was very close. And I want to, you know, I, people in the comments, I was reading through the comments from the video that we did in January last year. And people were like, Katie doesn't know anything. She is really stupid. And Fernando Alonso is going to completely wipe the floor with Esteban Ocon. And after I made is that, that how they speak? Was, wow, they, yeah. they're proper like silver spoon in their mouth kind of vibes, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Katie is so dumb. <laughs> um, but I am pleasantly surprised actually at how well Esteban Ocon did. Um, I this time last year, I was apparently very confident in his beliefs. Um, and I mean, he won a race this year. Yeah, it might have you know been gifted to him in a sense because Bottas helped by wiping out half a field but no, don't, take, um, don't take it away from me don't take it away from you Casey. yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna take this and say I did okay so mm, to all the people that were slagging me up in the comments was Ocon was was Ocon ever ahead of Alonso in the championship I know that he obviously won that race but I feel like he was closing the gap to Alonso at that point but I may well be wrong he was ahead at the start yeah and then yeah that's true yeah because Alonso didn't finish but he was ahead until well, for at least Monaco from the look of it. So, Okay, so you were right for a few races. Well yeah, done, I was getting a went, bit worried. And went wrong. <laughs> um, so, and, and obviously uh, there, there's, a, there's a forfeit that came from... Uh, oh, my internet connection's broken up. Sorry, this, I've got to go. This year, do you want to remind everybody? Uh, yes, so I said that if Fernando Alonso does beat Esteban Ocon, then I'll go into the middle of London to Piccadilly Circus or whatever it's called and shout, I'm sorry, Fernando. But unfortunately, London is deserted at the moment. So I don't know when I'm going to be able to do it. I can't even travel up there because of the restrictions. I think so. it has to be at least I am incredibly sorry and apologetic to you, 
my lord and saviour, Fernando Alonso. <laughs> like, we need to extend it. I'm sorry, Fernando's not enough. Just for the record, my mine if uh, was it wasn't me shouting because of my prediction. I was going to shout if Alonso didn't beat Ocon. Yeah, just for so just for the record, before everyone's worrying why I'm not I really shouting wanted about. To see the founder. Do yeah, it. I wasn't that yeah. confident about my prediction, yeah. but we'll get into that later. When Ocon won in Hungary, were you were you? Sort of quaking in your boots a little bit. I was a little bit. I was like, "Oh, for goodness' sake!" Like Alonso, <laughs> in my opinion, was the better the the better driver. And then obviously, when Ocon got that win, it was it's, it's such a massive point swing to get you know twenty five points in the bag when you're a midfield team. I mean, how many points did he score? Seventy four. So yeah, like a third of his entire points was that one race, which is insane. So, insane. insane. Yeah, but I, I was definitely yeah. Uh, sweating a little bit at that point like oh god it was really close i mean we'll go into our predictions but i mean katie you were within seven points of it being correct by eight technically um me and matt were not (laughs) yeah that's a good segue there tommy let's go straight into my prediction then shall we Uh, i went with mclaren will be the second fastest car now i feel like you know at the beginning it weren't too bad, you know. It was, it was, you know, Lando was absolutely on one, to be honest with you. And, uh, you know, who am I kidding? I mean, obviously, it didn't end up that way. And they didn't even beat Ferrari in the standings in the end. And Lando eventually finished P6 in the championship after sitting in P3 for quite a, quite a while. Um, I don't really have much to say, really. I thought the McLaren, with that new Mercedes engine in their car, may well take a step forward. And I feel like they did. Uh, and maybe they'll be kicking themselves that they didn't beat at least Ferrari. I say at least, probably at most as well. Ferrari in the in the constructors championship. But look, I was wrong. I'll, I'll completely hold I, my hands up. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'm about to defend you here because you're definitely going to be roasting me for mine. But nah, what, I, what I will say is, in we did these predictions just for a bit of context. We did this in January, so before testing, um, which is mad to think because we went into that season. And it was very much because of the new rules. We hadn't had testing yet. And we we didn't have this whole, oh, Mercedes are really struggling and Red Bull are way quicker. Mm. Um, it's mad to think that all these predictions were before that. So so we didn't have, we didn't see that Red Bull, you know, potentially even challenging for the title at this point last year. I think everyone was just like, well, Hamilton's won his eighth title just yeah. by re-signing. Um, and that's it. But yeah, I mean, you were... Yeah, slight, slightly far off. If we're going on points, you were 310 <laughs> and a half points. Wow. Oh, you, you really had to, you know, have Ooh, my back a little bit. rubbing salt in the wound. I was back like, a bit I'll, I'll humor you a bit. <laughs> but yes, these predictions were made before we knew any of the form book, just so we know. That's but, more so, fun though, isn't yeah. it? Because then we can laugh yeah. about how terrible we are. Well, yeah, we've got some incredible predictions coming up which uh, from, the, from some of you guys, so... Uh, just wait for that one but uh, yeah so there you go very wrong um nothing more to say on that tommy what was yours uh mine was <laughs> yuki sonoda will beat pierre gasly which he did in the final <laughs> yeah, race and only the final race here it is. um yeah uh that was another um i again i've not really got much to uh defend sonoda had 78 a points awful season 78 points okay so yeah, no, don't say okay, not so as bad like. as three hundred. <laughs> well, of course not. I mean, it's, it's giant. two cars. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't great, was it? Uh, I was very <laughs> comfortable. It was quite funny actually, thinking back 
Um, and I think Sonoda banged it in P2, didn't he, in Q2 at Bahrain? And I was like, oh my God, I look like an absolute genius here. And then <laughs> and he looked really quick. Awful I, ever I swear he was like top three as well. Like he was on soft tires, I think. He was, looking, he was looking really quick. And he had a really good Bahrain. He, he didn't do too well in Q3, but then had a really good uh, and exciting race in Bahrain. And he became like this star of like, oh, this guy's really exciting. You know, he's making loads of overtakes and stuff. Um, and then I think, it, it pretty much felt like since the crash in Imola when there was mm. so much hype around Alpha Tari being good for that race, it really just went downhill. And then he just sort of got into this awful cycle. I mean, he had some decent, like looking back, I don't even remember, like, I felt like he did terrible in every race apart from the first race and the last race, but he did get a few points finishes here and there, but it was not a great season at well, all. That's recency means. bias. Sonoda is the, the best the driver Alpha Tower. Yeah, after, exactly. After Abu Dhabi. But, but, um, but yeah, it wasn't, it was, yeah, a poor season. And I mean, you've got to, well, whether you say it was right or wrong, I think you'd be very surprised of a team, of all teams, at Red Bull driver program that, that have kept him on for next year. But it's Hopefully. insane as well, going into Abu Dhabi, the last race of the season, he was only four points ahead of George Russell. Then, of course, he yeah. was P4 and uh, and made wow. that look a little bit better, but still 14th in the championship for Sonoda. Um, but uh, yeah, well, look, let's see. You know, he was he was quick at the end. Maybe he's got a bit more confidence. New cars, no excuse to say that, you know, Gasly's got the car that, you know, he's used to. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, Sonoda... He has had moments of brilliance. I wonder what Tommy will predict for 2022. Will it be the same thing? Will find <laughs> no, out? I will go. I will predict. <laughs> uh, I will not be uh, hyping up one of my favourite drivers. <laughs> okay, good idea. Good idea. Uh, right, now we move on to F1 fan predictions. And some of you guys who submitted yours, uh, which we reacted to in January, uh, we're going to go back through them. And this first one from Seneca 17 I'm actually quite upset that it came true. Uh, and uh, you'll, you'll probably... Uh, know why when I read it out. I truly believe with all of my being that McLaren will win a race this year. And if they don't, I will buy every T-shirt in the WTF1 store. Oh. Oh, damn it. I think I, I think I even bookmarked that ready to <laughs> retweet it. <laughs> yeah. It was like, no way McLaren are winning a race. And they, got, they were the only team to get a 1-2, uh, which is absolute insanity. Still haven't really been able to process that. But yeah, Senna K17, you were entirely correct. And, you know, it came in stranger circumstances than maybe Senna K-17 was potentially predicting. I think we, we were both on the same sort of feeling that McLaren were going to be quicker than maybe they ended up being by the end of the season. But look, correct. Ding, ding. Well done. I am very impressed at the fact that that came true. Um, fair, fair enough. But yeah, like you say, if they were going to buy every T-shirt in the WTF1 store, I mean, we have plenty of McLaren have a lot of t-shirts. stuff in there. So yeah, maybe a they hope they'll buy t-shirts. a T-shirt once McLaren won. Yeah. At least. Please. Have to. Have to. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so that's that one. Any comments on that, Tommy? Uh, well, yeah, maybe. It's, it's, it's still mad. I think that's probably the maddest stat, isn't it? That they were the only one too uh, mm. of the year. But um yeah, could have could have even got back to back wins uh, with Russia, and then that's when they completely kind of fell off a little bit uh, and plummeted to fourth. But um, yeah, that was one of the predictions where I was like, "Oh, favorite this one," and uh, see, totally thought he was getting a payday. Yeah, I wanted uh, <laughs> wanted someone to do the thing where you know you wear like as many t shirts as possible, and you just become like yeah, extra large, <laughs> extra large. Yeah, 
Uh, well, but it's not coming true, at least for this year. Let's see what Seneca uh, 17 uh, produces for 2022. Uh, Swift Sambi is the next prediction. Uh, Red Bull driver saga will continue with claims of Sergio Perez being replaced mid-season by Yuki Sonoda. <laughs> Ooh, that's not a well. uh, No, that's that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I don't really know where to go with that. There was I mean, obviously Perez did have his struggles, but I don't think there was ever a conversation of him really being replaced, especially by Yuki Sonoda. Obviously, I think there's obviously going to be things around Gasly and how he was driving really well. But I think a lot of fans understand that that seat at Red Bull just isn't really where he can or wants to to go probably, although he, he has come out and said obviously that, oh yeah, I'll go to Red Bull, but deep down, I think we all know that that would not be the, the move for him, but yeah, not for not for Sonoda, unfortunately, Swift Sambi. No, I mean, like you say, there was claims of Sergio Perez, he had a bit of a difficult stint mid-season because he didn't get his contract signed straight away, like after Baku, uh, you know, obviously he won that race and Christian Horner was praising him, being like, you know, it's evident, we finally got that balance right and all that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, he just seemed to have a bit of a difficult mid-season. Um, but yeah, there was never any talk of Yuki Sonoda going there. If anything, it would be Yuki being replaced mid-season mm. and maybe Gasly or somebody being promoted up. But they've actually surprised me this season or last season, Red Bull, um, by not swapping anyone around, not playing musical chairs with their drivers, especially given the performance of um, of Yuki and Prez on certain occasions. but. Everyone's still there in 2022. It's like a parallel universe. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, they've been super supportive over their over their drivers. You know, having even sort of like moving Sonoda to Italy to kind of help his development and get close to the team, and they've been super patient with him. Uh, Perez is a we kind of we kind of did this already in ABCDF1, but Perez is such a difficult one because. If Max hadn't won the title, you'd look back at the races where Perez wasn't there and go, oh, he didn't really like, you know, he, he could have been better and taken some more points off Hamilton and then Max would have won the title. But as it was, Max won. And then in that way, you can look back at the moments where he did take points off Hamilton and be like, well, actually, Perez, you know, and obviously the heroics in, uh, in Abu Dhabi uh, as well and that sort of thing. So he definitely... Um, I think overall it was definitely the right choice to get Perez in um, and he had a, a good season, all things considered. It's funny that we put him, I think he was ninth in our ABCDF1 rankings. A lot of the other rankings I saw where it was like drivers do it, team principals, like Perez wasn't in the top 10 for any of them, was he really? So um, a difficult season, but I think he's uh, he's been solid enough and I think, I think it's the the end of the season really was where he shone. Whereas I think the problem with Albon is it was the end of the season where he actually did worse. And that mm. was the that was the problem where you kind of you want to end on a high. And I think that's what Perez did. So I think Red Bull will be confident going forward with him. Make a good point though about the whole, you know, fact that Again, as well, Albon didn't manage to pull off just, you know, some random heroics to to allow Verstappen to win the title. Like they weren't in that hunt. So it was very much just focused on his performance. Whereas Perez, as you say, you know, could produce that clearly championship winning defensive drive in, in Abu Dhabi. And, you know, that's that's all you need as a teammate. Uh, you know, if you win them the title, 
that's it. Of course, you know, you could get nitpicking and be like, well, how did, could they have won the Constructors title? And I'm sure if Perez didn't have that slump, Red Bull could have won that as well. But um, yeah, I'm sure, you know, we, we saw the the elation of Christian Horner and the Red Bull team that they'd won the driver's title. And uh, and yeah, so uh, well done. And how happy Mercedes were for winning the Constructors. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. Didn't even want to post it for <laughs> three or four days. Uh, right, next up, uh, actually on similar um, uh, talking points at ERL underscore Vader Perez will expose Verstappen he will be right with him and will prove it wasn't worth Red Bull building an entire team around Verstappen now when this prediction came in I, th- I was very much on the, the 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 thought train that Perez was going to be a lot closer to Verstappen I was I was convinced after how good he was uh, with Racing Point and Force India he always he always was there and you know, bringing a car that potentially didn't deserve to be there, but you know, consistently performing. Um, so I was convinced going into twenty one that Perez would be closer to Verstappen and potentially take a few victories off him and, and stuff like that. But it didn't happen. So I can see why Vader did think that when you look back at Perez's career in a midfield team. But look, I think you, you kind of seen it with with Gasly. Uh, you know, you can be really good in a midfield team, but then when you move to the a top team, it's a different kettle of fish. So I can see why Vader went for it, but. Unfortunately, it was wrong. Yeah, he. There was an insane Perez hype train after at th- this time last year I was because the he'd obviously, yeah, yeah. I mean, he'd just not not too recently won the Sake Grand Prix in a racing point uh, by bit, when he was last at one point. It was one of the most amazing drives I think I've seen in years in F one. So, um, and and yeah, there, there were some people that was like, we will see that Stappen's not actually that good. Um, that clearly he is so (laughs) (laughs) wow no Uh, (laughs) um, it was quite funny after Imola actually because he out qualified uh, we had the conversation in one of I think it was the Imola podcast where um it was how many times you think Preswell out qualified Verstappen because he did yeah I I I need to find it I can't I don't actually know how many times I, I remember predicting twice and it did yeah. happen twice, but only one of them was because of uh, Max not doing qualifying in Sochi. But um, yeah, I think everyone, even myself, thought he'd at least be closer and there maybe be like similar to Bottas and Hamilton, you know, the odd time where Perez might out-qualify him and out-race him. But if we're being totally realistic, you know, Perez wasn't there to beat Verstappen, um, but there wasn't a race I can remember where Perez was actually faster than Verstappen. There wasn't, was there, all, no. all year. Um, it was more just about Perez being on the back of Verstappen as much as he could, and that was where he was judged. Um, so, yeah, that not not the greatest prediction, but like you say, I can see why, why people went for it, because I think a lot of people thought it would um, be a lot closer than that. Yeah, I mean, Prez going into that Red Bull seat, he had so much more experience than anyone that had been there before. And so we thought, you know, that's going to obviously aid things. Um, But I'm hoping next year, I'm not saying that Prez is going to expose world champion Max Verstappen next year or this year. I keep getting confused. It's it's I'm sure Twitter will tell you that you are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, hopefully we saw it that Perez was able to get 
a better hang of the way the car works, maybe make some changes towards the second half of the season. And as a result, his results did improve. Um, so hopefully now he feels like he's got that voice within Red Bull and he knows what works for him, what doesn't work for him in that Red Bull. And with the new regulations coming in, um, maybe we'll see a bit more of a, an even challenge between the two. Um, but yeah, exposing Verstappen, that is a strong statement to make. And I love it. <laughs> Yeah, strong but wrong. Yeah, <laughs> wrong uh, but wrong. It, it, will, it, it will be, be official, like yeah, strong, strong but, but wrong. wrong. <laughs> it, it will be interesting to see what Perez is like against Verstappen next year. I don't, I don't expect him again to be on equal footing because we can clearly see that Red Bull will shape that team around Verstappen no matter what. Um, but again, it gives him a good opportunity uh, does, uh, for Sergio to at least, as you say, Katie, kind of tell the team he's had a year now. What does he like? What does he not like? All that stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, we, we look forward to seeing that. Next up, twenty-one LVA underscore linings. Either Seb, that's Vettel, or Ricardo will finish above the two Red Bulls, as Checo and Max will wipe each other out regularly. It's pretty much part of the Red Bull DNA, and they both have a history of pushing wheel to wheel racing a bit too far, especially with their teammates. Okay, let's reflect on this. There's several parts to this. So Vettel will finish above the two Red Bulls. That went well. Aston Martin were quick. We did actually think that Aston Martin would be quicker than what uh, they were. So fair enough for maybe giving a, a bold prediction. And Ricardo, again, uh, not really anywhere, unfortunately. And then Checo and Max, I mean, obviously, we didn't really get an opportunity for that because Checo wasn't on the pace of Max. So we don't know if that would happen if they were both, uh, you know, the same sort of pace. So, uh, yeah, love, love the prediction, strong but wrong. <laughs> strong but wrong. Um, I also love the, the wording. It's pretty much part of the Red Bull DNA. It's like, yes, yeah, so we're going to put it in your contract that uh, you actually have to have some sort of on-track controversy at least once a season. Um, but, I mean, it's true. I guess we had Max and Ricardo in Baku, and obviously Weber and Vettel had many comings together on track. So, who knows? Maybe 2022 is the year that we might see a little bit of roughy tufty between the two on track. But like you say, Perez just, he had an absolute shock of a qualifying this year, last year. <laughs> oh God. Um, I know Tommy was saying about that prediction. I think I was really stupid. And I said that Perez was going to out-qualify Verstappen. It was like 11, 13 or however many races there were last year. 11, 12, 11, 11. It was 22 <laughs> races, weren't they? Yeah. 22, yeah. yeah. So I was really confident with Perez's uh, ability to qualify. And what a silly decision that was, because he was absolutely rubbish. <laughs> wow. It's <laughs> oh, he's been knocked out in Q3 every other weekend. His qualifying was where he was let down the most. And but I think that's where he's been the biggest letdown, because, yeah, like you say, we, we, we didn't have those... Um, moments where they were racing wheel to wheel but you could argue because of how it was so quick how obvious it was that this was going to be Hamilton versus Verstappen and every point counts from the first four or five races when they were like neck and neck constantly and always like one two um I think Perez knew immediately that he was in that number two driver role from about four races in. So he was never going to be making life difficult for Max um, and actually ended up being an amazing team player. And you could tell, like, genuinely really wanted to help Max win the title. So, um, 
another strong but wrong because uh, I'd argue that, yeah, Perez uh, and Max actually ended up, it, it was like probably the least fireworks relationship there really because, um, yeah, you know, the scenes of like, you could you could even argue that another driver, not uh, your your teammate winning your home race, you'd be really gutted. But I mean, the celebrations of them together with Perez's dad and stuff, you know, they they were like a really good, uh, and uh, you know, they, they were just like a good teammate pairing. There were no fireworks at all. So, um, yeah, strong but wrong. Yeah. 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 Uh, George underscore L64. Vettel won't regain his form like people think he will. And this is coming from a Vettel fan. But on the flip side, we had Cody 089201477. Vettel will be close to winning the championship. <laughs> I don't think either of them are right because I think it's unfair to say that Vettel didn't at least show glimpses of brilliance you know of course you know he had a podium in Baku he was fighting Ocon for the win in Hungary I know it was you know pretty extreme circumstances but there were also times as well where Vettel was nowhere and you know not really trouncing stroll like you'd maybe expect a four-time champion to do so I wouldn't it's obviously more towards George than it is Cody because he was nowhere near winning the championship um because there were points where Vettel wasn't particularly great but uh, I don't think he was as disappointing as maybe some people thought he may be. Um, we'll see. When Aston Martin hopefully take a step forward into 22, we'll be able to see Vettel at least more on television uh, rather than sitting in 14th for a lot of the races. Yeah, I think if you had to pick the biggest disappointment of a team or in terms of like performance versus hype, surely Aston Martin are being there. They finished seventh, was it, in the Constructors' title? Seventh, I believe so. Check. Yeah, so talking. the only yeah seventh, so they only beat Williams, Alfa Romeo, and Haas in the. And they were nowhere title. near Alfa Tauri. Yeah, that is. Yeah, they they were almost uh, half sixty-eight. No, yeah. seven. I worked that out. Keep talking. Sixty-five points. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So they were nowhere, but really, really poor. Uh, and to say that. The Aston Martin hype was unbelievable mm. after like the start of the year um, because of how good Racing Point were. Again, we hadn't had testing yet where we realized that Mercedes had been pegged back because of the the high rake uh, and the rake concept, um, which is the thing that hurt Aston the most as well. Uh, and their concept was just didn't work at all and they didn't really improve throughout the year and were just pretty dreadful. So... Yeah, there were quite a few that were like Vettel. A lot of predictions were like Vettel best of the rest. Um, you know, we're going to see a new Sebastian Vettel. And like you say, we weren't... After the first race, I was definitely worried that this is like Seb's career over. Uh, I know it was only one race, but after the year he had and then to go into that first race and have arguably one of the worst races of his entire career, pick up all those penalty points, it was like, oh, God. Yeah. Um yeah, and then he picked up his form in the end. Um, and I think at the end of the day, he was like decent, but not absolutely amazing, but definitely not anywhere near uh, a championship contender to say he finished 12th in the championship. And that's <laughs> despite a podium. Yeah. And obviously he, he 
could have got a P2, but that was obviously yeah. fuel disqualification, yeah, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, even even theory, with that, he wouldn't have been, he would have still been 12. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Up. Okay. That's painful. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let me put a theory to you, um, which I've just made up on the spot. So, of course, Aston Martin were previously racing point, and there was this whole meme about them copying Mercedes, right? And of course, Mercedes and Aston Martin were the two that were pegged back. Could you say that the philosophy that they then took with that car and trying to, obviously they did change it quite a bit because they were obviously slapped on the wrists and whatnot, but do you feel like the direction that they went, which was kind of copying Mercedes, trying to take, you know, take their philosophy and then going into this season, whether Mercedes obviously were able to claw back the deficit and make the time up and obviously at some points be the fastest car. Do you feel like Aston Martin lacked a little bit of understanding of their car that they couldn't actually claw back the deficit because I'm not saying that they were control C, control V because they weren't because they had to change it a bit. But I've, that's what I personally feel is that maybe that's the problem that they faced that this season is that they couldn't actually claw back the deficit because they didn't fully understand their car. Yeah, I mean, it's a genuine possibility, isn't it? If you're just constantly copying the guy's homework next to you. Tommy nodded as well, then, so I feel like, I feel yeah, like we're half yeah. agreed at least. Yeah, I think so. Um but no, just the whole Aston Martin story this year is bitterly disappointing, especially for Lawrence Stroll. I mean, we had like this whole huge um, like livery launch thing and they had Daniel Craig there and they had Gemma Arterton and Tom Brady, <laughs> like all these random people showing up and, you know, Lawrence Stroll was looking like a proper Bond villain and it was, it was like they meant business. And then get to the track and like you say, Seb had an absolutely disastrous weekend, got penalised in qualifying, we got penalty points for crashing into Ocon, um, and we were like, oh my God, what the hell has happened to Sebastian Vettel? And also he unveiled a rather um, interesting haircut, shall we say, when he was doing the seat fittings, and people were like, oh my God, Ferrari have just stressed him out, he's lost all his hair, like this is, this is shocking. But he found something, and yeah, was... Put on great performances in Baku um, and obviously Hungary, which as Sebastian Vettel fans still hurts to talk about because he was so deserving of that. Um, but for Cody, who said Vettel will be close to winning the championship, they might have meant the overtaking championship, which Seb actually won. <laughs> which <laughs> they didn't, might get which half didn't, a point. Which definitely didn't exist at time no. of recording. <laughs> but maybe Cody, but maybe Cody uh, like Mystic yeah. Meg, can see into the future, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, he wasn't I close think to winning Cody the championship. Cody was wrong because he said Vettel uh, Vett would be close to winning the championship. Oh, he actually won the championship. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I, still no love, I still love, I put it on the WTF1 account, because I was watching someone did a compilation of all his overtakes and it makes you really realize that it's not overtakes it's just driving past someone and the fact that him hitting Ocon and then just driving past him in Bahrain <laughs> counts as an overtake is so funny and like there's so many moments where like he's just like he's overtaken someone run wide and then just passed him again at the next corner and it counts as two overtakes and stuff. does it yeah yeah there's the, what a joke. and and that's not to discredit him for the award because obviously that's it's the same for everyone um, but, award, but it's just really. so funny that like there's no way he did 142 or whatever it was overtakes he probably did like 50 and then like Kimmy as um, well was right up there and he's just like yeah yeah crazy Kim, Kimmy's like all his overtakes would be like 
the five places he made up on the first lap after qualifying 19, that kind of thing. So. I'm convinced that award is just who is the worst qualifier award. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's basically yeah. it because, you know, you've got a good car and you can overtake. But um, anyway, uh, they have to, you know, get their sponsors in and make random awards so that they can call them crypto this and whatever. Uh, next up, racing for points. Carlos and Charles will collide a couple of times. Bonotto will be mad and one of the drivers will be sad come the end of the season. I love that. It's just like a little little poem. I remember that now. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Um, they didn't collide. They came close, uh, maybe in mm. Saudi. Brazil as well. Brazil. Um, didn't actually collide, though. I feel like next year this could be, this could be a mm. solid prediction and one of the drivers will be sad, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, look, I I know what my prediction is for 2022, but we won't. We will. I've pretty much already said it, but um, I've already tweeted it. But we will do a video I'm sure, close, to the, close to the season. Um, I haven't already tweeted it. Bang! It's fine. The guy liked it. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> yes, I think they'll collide a few times next season. Yeah, I mean. I'm surprised that we had an even playing field as we did with Carlos and Charles, um, because Charles, as we've said so many times in this podcast, was Ferrari's golden boy, and that was the future of the team. And Carlos was sort of coming in. I thought he'd sort of fit nicely into that um, second driver position. But actually, he ended up beating Charles in the in the driver standings. And um, I guess Charles is the driver that will be sad come the end of the season because he probably thinks, hang on a minute, this is my ground. What do you think you're doing coming in, taking my top spot? I'm not concerned. Not concerned. Yeah, taking no, my just fifth a blip. place in the constructors. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is uh, funny that a lot of people, obviously, you know, Carlos had a great season, like one of the drivers of the season, no doubt. But as Tommy said, and, you know, quite rightly put me uh, in my place when I was like, oh, sure, I didn't have a great season. And then you kind of just look at it and you go, well, actually, no, he, he, he did. It's just the points didn't really show for maybe some of his performances that, that he put in. Um, but yeah, the yeah, amount that, of times he finished is, <laughs> I know it's not really and you can say this the same, like it's kind of similar to, um, you know, when you look at Hulkenberg's performances and he was like, when everyone finished, he was seventh every single race uh, when he like getting the best out of the car that he possibly could. And then when it's a crazy race, he just didn't get that podium. Like he yeah. didn't make the places up that when the people in front of him, fell. that feels exactly like, if you look at Charles season, the amount of like P4s that he got in the season, uh, is crazy and yeah like only got one podium and arguably you know could have and maybe should have won uh silverstone so um don't eve don't that bring that experience. up i am not over it <laughs> in the slightest i remember <laughs> sat there we're all yeah, sat, we were there sat there with you great i was time. looking at matt i was like is he gonna cry is he gonna I, I, cry <laughs> my brain has still like I, he was so far in the lead i was convinced he was gonna win yeah and then just every time they went past i was like oh god he's closer Oh god! And I was like, all the Brits were cheering for Lewis, and we're just saying, us going, "Go on, Charles!" I was definitely saying it louder than that. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Carlos and Charles colliding. I'm surprised it didn't happen at any point because they were, they were close. They collided but, with the wall a lot, but just not. Yeah, with each other. <laughs> you didn't have. I don't feel like there was that many moments that they were on track together. But when they were like on track together, there were moments where you're like, this could get a bit spicy. And then for whatever reason, like there was a pit stop or something like that. Yeah, Ferrari um, intervened. Yeah, yeah de definitely. 
uh, it's definitely the kind of thing that when or uh, if or when you know they they end up at the front again then we will then we will see you know there will be moments where Carlos is in front and maybe Leclerc's faster and wants to get past. That's when that's when you start to see it, when they're in the forefront of it and they're racing for like wins and stuff. So yeah, I agree. I agree with you that this is probably a better uh 2022 prediction. But I am I am actually quite surprised that they didn't collide once all year. I don't feel like they actually raced that much though until maybe the end no. of the season where they knew the constructors was pretty much wrapped up for P3 because I, I don't think we really saw it until like I don't remember what, what happened in Brazil. I can't remember what happened there with them, Katie. Do you or do you I is think it just, they just in were really brain? close? It's just in my brain. I don't think there's anything in particular, but they were going uh, over the only the, one that sticks out is Saudi, finish but, straight yeah. and into turn one. But I don't know. Maybe, I've, maybe I've just imagined maybe, it. <laughs> maybe, but no, I, I do remember. Saudi, yeah, Saudi as well. I remember thinking mm. like they're close together, and there was a little bit. Now they ran off turn yeah. one, and there was a lot of team radio stuff. But yeah, we'll see next year. Uh, it could be a very interesting one when they're fighting for P one and two. Angry mm. Dino two is the next prediction. Alfa Romeo will make a huge step forward and finish sixth in the standings. No, no, no. They finished. They finished ninth, didn't they? Which is worse. Yeah. Strong but wrong. <laughs> yeah, strong but wrong, unfortunately, because Not that strong. is 129 yeah. points behind where they needed to be Ooh. if they wanted to finish P6. So, it's almost yeah, as bad as your prediction. 300, yeah. <laughs> up. You are, you are horrible. Uh, no, yeah. It's nowhere near as bad as my prediction, to be fair. Not even half. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think... Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. It, oh, was, it was it was a strong but wrong, and also quite you know bold and out there. And I think just kind of threw caution to the wind at Angry Dino too, because I'm not sure what really would have suggested that they were going to make a huge step forward, and they and they didn't really, they, did they? I had to look. They got more points than last year, so a step oh. forward. Yeah, but by how many points? Five. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Forward. Huge step forward. Not a huge step forward. Definitely not. And did they finish like um, fifth? Oh no, that was in 2019. Carry but on. the key thing was, yeah, Williams were uh, picked up a massive stack of points. Um, yeah, uh, Alpha finished like on the cusp of the points a lot. Like every race, they're like 11th and 12th. Like in this, looking at this list. But uh, yeah, not a huge step forward. Um, for me, I can't even see them making a huge step forward next year, but we'll save that no, for yeah. our next one. Well, no, you've got Bottas coming in, a lot of experience. But then on the other side, you've got Guan Yu Zhou, who's I think be better, Formula but One. Just not, I just can't see them ever being anything other than like Sauber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's annoying that we didn't, um, well, I say annoying. I'm very much looking forward to the new regs, but having Bottas going into a very much back end team. I would have loved to have seen what his kind of pace was in that car to see, you know, if there was any sort of um, steps forward that he could make as a driver. But either way. There should uh, be one race at the end of the season where the you get to swap the car early <laughs> and you get to, like, the new people get to drive their new car and then and then you get to, like, properly judge. So like, a rookie race. A rookie race. The final race of the year, a rookie race. That is actually and it's it's going to be very lonely for Guan Yu show this year. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and it's funded by someone. <laughs> Crypto, they fund everything. Yeah, there you go. 
Uh, just race yeah. on Saudi again or something. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, the final prediction, uh, at least from the actual video itself, Alex F1733538789. Lewis Hamilton doesn't sign a contract. George Russell will be the 2021 F1 champion. No. I forget when we recorded this, Lewis hadn't signed, had he? No, he'd left it very late, hadn't he? Uh, but he did sign his contract, but he didn't win the championship. So I'd say this is probably the, the worst prediction of them all. I'm sorry, Alex. But I mean, in, ter- in terms of how far away we are, nothing, none of that is right. Uh, so I don't think we have much to say on that one, do we? Uh, but thank you, Alex, for your, for your prediction all the same. Yeah, that's uh, quite badly aged. I don't know. <laughs> he did still sign his contract pretty late. I think it's from like February time, just before testing maybe, or mm. the livery launches or whatever. Um, but yeah, didn't happen. So, <laughs> yeah, was, uh, I'm, I'm currently uh, on calculator. He was... 380 points off winning the world championship yeah, that's, that's worse than me that's worse than my prediction <laughs> let's go okay good perfect right so, yeah it was uh not it's, it's mad to think though that he hadn't signed the contract and george russell um there was all the talk and i will admit that i was wrong because i think uh around this time and around the start of the season i was adamant that they'd never put uh russell and hamilton in the same car but here we are yeah, we get true. to see it. I forget about that. Oh God, sign me up! I just haven't. I'm just not even thinking about that. Yeah, yet. me too. That's crazy. That's like uh, one of the most exciting. Oh, British bias, but it is one of the most exciting oh, things. You know, finally, you know, finally that team. you can't, you can't oh, have that argument with your British bias having yeah. two Brits in a team. Yeah. yeah. The, the, meanwhile, me, Charles Leclerc, please win. Like, <laughs> and so, my Verstappen cape. Yeah, in the with your cape in the background. <laughs> and then Katie was loving Nico Rosberg and wanting him to come back. Uh, there actually, uh, let's reflect on some predictions that were in the comments at the time the video went out. This is this is where we get very, very good. Yeah, let's talk about some actual good ones that people yeah. made rather than <laughs> terrible ones, which are hey. all the ones we featured in the video were terrible. Uh, so Kay Menton commented, Verstappen will take the World Drivers' Championship in a very close fight with Hamilton. Kay Menton, please send me the lottery numbers very soon. That's so that, impressive. That is, that's very Amazing. good. That, that's that's spot on as well. Like a very close fight with Hamilton. Verstappen wins the title. Incredible. Uh, it's, it's especially again because this was this was the start before we even had mm. that Bahrain test where it was like, oh my god, no. Nah. Because even after the Bahrain test, people were like, nah, Mercedes or like this is, this is just a joke. They're sandbagging yeah. all this and. Mercedes were better than that first test when you know they tried to make it sound like they were going to be Williams, but it was still, <laughs> they were still, yeah. No, I don't think many sane people would have predicted that any one of them Hamilton was winning the title this year before we got into testing yeah. and finding out about all the all the kind of them being pegged back and all the rules and stuff. So yeah. And if Hamilton wasn't going to win the title, a lot of people would have said Bottas somehow in a miracle or something. Yeah, he's in the same has... car. Or Vettel. <laughs> or Vettel. Yeah. Or Ricardo. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Next up, Lewis Brown. McLaren to get a win. George Russell to score points in the Williams. And Mazepin to get replaced mid-season. Two out of three for Lewis. Um, but yeah, McLaren to get a win. George Russell to score points. If that had said a podium, then I would have been... I would have been hyperventilating. So that would wow. be incredible. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but sure, uh, no one would have got that. Yeah. But yeah. Russell would have got a podium. 
yeah, I mean, it still doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like a podium, in my opinion. Like, it yes, just doesn't. I guess it's technically not, is it, really? No, well, not if really. You but it is, technically. Yeah, well, technically. Technically, technically speaking, it is. Not the rule book. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like he's got a trophy for it. So, uh, And finally, this one is the best of the lot. Uh, Simon Donald. My bold predictions. Mazepin will get more penalty points than actual points. Correct. Signs will beat Leclerc over the season. Correct. And McLaren will win a race, but drop to fourth in the standings. <laughs> that is so specific. Are we sure that this I, man yeah, commented I, this? I looked through the and comments. And he didn't edit it. Katie did the sheet and I found that I was looking through more and I found this one and it was 11 months ago, this comment, and it had no likes. No editing. No, no editing. 11 months ago, this prediction was made. And I was like, Jeez. wow. Fair play. Simon Donald. I mean, that deserves a round of applause. I mean, that is unbelievable. Wow. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gobsmacked, especially that last one. Why would you say that they win a race but then drop to fourth? Why would you say that? I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not questioning whether it was. No, it 100% was. It 100% was. Well, Simon Donald, congratulations. Honestly, that you is. You win at life, really. That is unbelievable. That's probably one of the best predictions we've ever had on. Oh, easily. That's ridiculous. And I've had some great predictions. <laughs> and, I, and I predicted the entire Strong like finale. Yeah. Of- <laughs> <Strong like> qualifies well. <laughs> Love that. Um, right. That's pretty much it, isn't it? For our reflection on some, some crazy, some funny, some bad, some good. Uh, 2021 predictions we will be doing a 2022 predictions as i mentioned uh so be ready for submitting your bold um aims and predictions and suggestions and whatever you want to call them get ready for that yeah it should be uh should be good fun but we'll do that closer to the season um (laughs) yes when we've seen a bit of testing and i'm not so terrible no 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 no, we do it before testing testing. okay do it before testing. i guess it's funnier isn't it yeah it's much more fun and then people like simon donald can just absolutely flourish yeah. Um, so and I'd be like, sure. Yuki's going to be past. terrible. And then when Yuki's yeah. fastest in testing by a mile, we'll be like, brilliant. Wow. I still think we should put <laughs> our like top three championship predictions in an envelope and seal it and then open it. Th- no, I, th- I well. think we should do the entire yeah. table, like yeah. the entire table, entire the entire one. for both drivers and constructors. And I think we should okay. say it and own and it. And I think and- we should predict every result. <laughs> Of every race <laughs> until wow. we get one right, and then I can clip it and be like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! I got all twenty! I can't believe you thought New Latifi would get P seven at Spa." <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Imagine yeah. like Guan Yu Zhou wins a race, and then one of us just just stupidly predicted it at that particular race. That'd be unbelievable. That would be good. I think we should. Yeah, we'll definitely like come up with one where we have to predict more than just like. We'll do a bold prediction, but also things like who will be the biggest surprise, who's who's yeah. going to win the title, that sort of thing. So you can all get of, your all uh, of mine will be Leclerc. Ooh. So you can just <laughs> Leclerc. Charles, 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 Charles. So, Leclerc does well. Biggest surprise, Leclerc does well. <laughs> biggest disappointment, Leclerc. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, right. Uh, Tommy, final thoughts. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, oh, yeah, never but, fails to make me I laugh. Think, I think it, it's actually really funny looking back um, at these because so like that season was so long and so much has happened that I had kind of forgotten about so much of like the 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 hype drivers of like Aston Martin and Perez and all, all this and 
Vettel's going to win the world championship. And so many people are saying that. Um, mm. And it's it's mad to think how the season progressed and you look back and it's like, oh, yeah. Yuki the thing is, I think next terrible. year will be even worse as well because of the fact <laughs> it's a complete rule shake, isn't it? Yeah, you know, complete shake up of the grid. Uh, so that should be, uh, that although, should be good, to, good to watch. Although my bold prediction will go into it. But... Oh, oh, wow. Look at, that cli- look at that cliffhanger, hey? <laughs> wow. Stay tuned. Uh, Katie, final thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts is... <laughs> I love, uh, sorry, I loved your face where you were like having fun and then you are like, oh God, Matt's throwing final thoughts and you are like... <laughs> concentration <laughs> mode. <laughs> my final thoughts is um, I hope everybody's having a happy new year and also thank you to everyone who has shared pictures of them with the annual because it's like amazing to see how many of you got it for Christmas or maybe got it slightly later because it got shipped to the states or wherever it may be it just warms my ice cold heart so thank you very oh, much ice cold heart, <laughs> ice cold heart. <laughs> i don't have an ice cold heart. i don't I think anyone say. would have ever said that you have an ice cold heart but uh there we no. go um, um i promise really? i have a warm heart is that the thing <laughs> i'm gonna stop talking <laughs> and on that note <laughs> no, that's a final thought <laughs> there you go that really is uh thank you everybody for for watching and listening to this uh wtf1 podcast as you probably know, we will be doing a lot of podcasts over the course of the entire year. So please do subscribe on YouTube or uh, whatever audio platform that you're listening on. Give us a like, hashtag WTF1 podcast if you want to get involved in the discussion. And that is about it. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, Katie. Thank you to you, all of you watching and listening. And we'll see you very soon for another WTF1 podcast. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>